Welcome to the I Am Podcast. My name is Carl Weaver, and I am the website content manager at I Am. If you have any suggestions for the I Am Podcast, you can email me at carl.weaver at iamovers.org. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. All right, I'm joined today by uh, Oded Carmi, who's the president of DN Van Lines. And Oded, I, I have to take issue with something. Uh, everyone said, oh, you know, Oded's up in Boston. And so I looked up your address. Turns out you're in Northborough, not Boston. That is true, yeah. So I think that people that are here, part of the Commonwealth, when they ask you where you're from, you tell them, hey, Northborough, which is one of the suburbs surrounding Boston. But when you meet people, you know, uh, along your travels and you ask them where they're from, if you say Northborough, they probably won't know what you're talking about. So I just say Boston. Uh, but we service the Boston market out of this location. Yeah. The, the reason I had to make the distinction is I, I used to live in Worcester for a number of years. Ah, well, well, first of all, you said Worcester correctly. So for everybody <laughs> listening, you know, you don't we don't pronounce either of the R's uh, in Worcester. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, Northboro is probably equidistant from Worcester as it is from Boston. So it's right in the middle there. Yeah, great area, great part of the country there. It's beautiful up there. Well, a little cold this time of year, but, uh, you know, uh, can't complain. Yeah, yeah. So uh, something uh, interesting, uh, Oded, you, you were the one of the, I was about to say the newest, you're one of the, I think, two or three newest people on the executive committee. Um, how, how's that going for you? And how did you get involved in that? So you're right. So there's two new members of the executive committee from what I'm aware of, one on the core side, which is Katarina and myself on the governing member at large side. And to be honest with you, um, the reason why I decided to run for the uh, executive committee was due to the fact that I'm co-chairing the U.S. Domestic Asset Base Task Force. And we really wanted to get some voice in the governance of IAM. And uh, that wasn't an option currently other than running for the board. So I decided to do that to get us some representation on there. That's great. When did you make the decision to do that? I made the decision only about a month and a half prior to the election. Wow, that's that's a pretty quick uh, ramp up there. That's that's great. Um, yeah, so how is that going for you so far? You I know you guys have had one meeting since the annual meeting. Uh, what's been your what's your experience been so far being on the executive committee? It's been great. And there's been one official meeting with the entire executive committee, but there's been dozens of other micro events. Like, for example, I've met individually with uh, many of the other executive committee members to get to know them better. Um, John Burroughs, who used to uh, chair the claims committee. I uh, handed that claim off to me. Every executive committee member on the on the governing side chairs a committee. So we've, um, you know, he met with me to do the handoff for that committee. That committee's already had a meeting. So there's been a lot of activity, and it's been um, it's been uh, a great experience for me uh, getting to learn how I am uh, the governance structure for I am works. So you had a very uh, quick run up to it, but you you weren't uh, just coming up you know, out of nowhere, but I think, you know, people on the committees knew you. What would you say to someone who maybe wanted to get involved uh, in the governance of IEM, but maybe doesn't have much of experience in that sort of thing? 
I honestly don't think Carl that experience is as important as uh, work ethic and the feeling that you want to contribute. Meaning that you you know it's being on the executive committee is not just a feather in your cap. It's not something you do just so you can add it to your resume. It's really a working position and it takes up a lot of your time. Uh, but you're doing it for the benefit of your organization and all membership all member organizations. So it's it's a lot to take on. And so I would say is the, if you were thinking about this, the number one thing I would consider is your own capacity to take on additional work. Uh, and how much extra time would you say that takes out of your schedule? You know, some weeks it might be only an hour or two and other weeks. I mean, our first XCOM meeting ended up being close to five hours and that just, you know, a formal meeting. Then all the other side meetings running a committee could be several additional hours per week. So I wouldn't say it's a full-time job, but it's definitely a rigorous part-time job. So tell me about, you mentioned the DAB earlier, the Domestic Asset-Based Movers Task Force. What is that about? So that actually started, I'd say, almost a half a year ago when uh, Chuck White approached myself and my co-chair, Chuck Bailey, about the seeming um, deficiency in IAM's membership of domestic uh, movers, domestic members. Uh, IAM's got about 2,000 members, only about 200 of them were domestic, and there was a huge opportunity there to grow IAM's footprint in the United States. And so Chuck and I were charged with uh, leading a task force to help IAM explore that area of membership. And it's been a really rewarding experience so far. And what's the goal? So you said right now it's a task force and you couldn't get representation for a task force on the, uh, on the, the, the executive committee. Is this, the hope is to turn it into a committee at some point? Uh, either a committee or an affiliate group like YP. I think YP is actually a really good example where YP's got entrance criteria, right? Like you have to be under 40 years old. So in this case, you'd have to be located in the U.S. and an asset-based uh, um, organization. Uh, it also has a larger group where anybody can be that fits the qualifications can be part of YP so that anybody that was U.S. domestic asset-based mover would be able to join the group. But it also has a governance structure with a chairman, a vice chairman, and uh, at-large members to govern the group. Uh, so that's kind of the direction that we're heading. But in order to do that, it requires a change in the association bylaws. And first, the executive committee needs to agree on it. And then it actually goes out to vote for all membership. So you know, doing that has to be done right, and it, and it takes time. And so it would be at the next annual meeting about a year from now, which will be our first opportunity to vote on this. Um, whether or not um, the group will have a voting or non-voting position dedicated on XCOM is another thing that we have to discuss, but it's something that I'm certainly hoping for. So what are some of the initiatives? Let's say everything goes forward and, and there's a voting uh, voice uh, for the DAB uh, group on, on the executive committee. What is the goal after that? Like, what are the, some of the initiatives that you're looking to push forward? So I would say, you know, representation, having a voice is definitely an important, um, you know, uh, it, it's an important objective for us, but it's not the main or the only objective. I would say to provide uh, training, uh, networking, um, and events for the domestic asset-based movers, the real charge of the group. Uh, so, so far, we've gotten a newsletter up and running that's going out 
Uh, I'm not sure if it's either bi-weekly or monthly, but that, that has a lot of good information. Um, we're going to be creating an internal um, discussion board where dabs can ask questions and get help. Uh, we're going to have in-person events like a conference. Uh, there's going to be a lot of other value that we hope to drive to domestic asset-based movers. I mean, I think Chuck Bailey is very passionate about this subject in particular, where our goal is to help small, domestic, medium-sized, large asset-based movers uh, function better. Uh, you know, learn new types of business, solve problems that they might have, uh, learn uh, about other partners uh, domestically they can use uh, for their work, as well as find partners internationally that could use them in their supply chain. So it's really just lifting up and bettering the domestic asset-based mover. Uh, so if you're a domestic asset-based mover in the United States and you're looking for a group to join, you're looking to meet uh, like-minded people in the industry and to grow your organization, the U.S. domestic asset-based group that I am is forming is really the place to be. And uh, there's no quite other place like it uh, in the industry association world. And I'd recommend you uh, check it out. And obviously I'm, I myself as one of the co-chairs, I'm happy to answer any questions and kind of let uh, you, the listener, know more about it. Great. And I'll be linking to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes for the podcast. For, perfect. So, so people can text you, email you, however they do it on LinkedIn. Uh, probably find your phone number if that's there too. Sure. Great. Well, Odette, thank you for uh, being with me today and talking about uh, all these things. You know, uh, one last thing, you know, this is our, our Thanksgiving episode. It's our inaugural Thanksgiving episode for the podcast. Uh, so do you want to have it? Do you want to say anything uh, about your Thanksgiving, what you're looking forward to, what you're thankful for? What I'm thankful for. I think that's a question we all ask ourselves during Thanksgiving and I think the, the biggest thing I'm thankful for is navigating 2020. I think it was a very, very challenging time for a lot of us asset-based movers. When we were sitting there at the beginning of March and this situation got really serious, I think we, would all, we were all wondering and very concerned about what the future may bring. And I, although it, it was a year full of hardships, I'm just thankful that at least for my organization that we were able to uh, go through it, uh, survive, um, maybe not necessarily thrive, uh, but do well and continue the business going forward. So I'm just thankful that um, we were able to survive a very challenging time. Yeah, for a lot of people and a lot of companies, there's been a period somewhere in the, uh, in the sentence of their year. And uh, for some people, there's a, uh, a semicolon and for others, it's just an ellipsis. So it's, it's good to see a lot of, uh, a lot of companies doing well. And yeah, stuff. absolutely. And I think, I think there was a lot of, um, you know, estimation that some of the demand would be pent up and that we'd see it later on in the year. And at least in our experience, that did certainly present itself. For example, right now, we are busier than we would be or that we were last time this year. So I think we did see, you know, we lost a lot of business in the, in the front end, but I think we're making it up in the back end. And hopefully, you know, uh, many people are seeing that. And that's a great thing about being a part of a group like USDAB. 
you know, you have your own experience, but through networking with people all over the country and businesses just like your own, we're able to get a better idea of what's actually going out there, what's going on out there. So I can say pretty confidently that the majority of people are seeing that, have, have, have survived this, are doing well now, and are probably busier this time of year than they were last time. Yeah, that sure is a blessing, something to be thankful for. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, and I really appreciate you uh, hanging out with me and talking about your experiences. I love it, Carl. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Carl. Bye. All right. Let's do this. All right. So I'm joined today by Jamila Kenny, who's our manager of operations at IEM. Uh, thanks for being here uh, today, Jamila. Thanks for having me, Carl. This is just a sort of get to know you thing for the members. So like I said, you're the manager of operations. What does that mean? What, what do you do in your daily job? Um... The manager of operations, I make sure things get done. I cover a wide variety of things from uh, paper towels down to internet connection. Um, so fact, you, you did the internet connection thing this morning. I didn't hey, know. Hey, 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 I did my best. I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> but we are up and running, and uh, essentially we got to our goal. Tell me something personal here. What, what was your first job? My first job was the classic American job. I worked for McDonald's. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Oh, you were in high school at the time? Sort of, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Um, yeah, so what, what was that like and what did you learn from it? I learned, okay, what was it like? It was uh, my first experience at uh, work. So I did have to learn what work ethic was and what that looked like to me. And um, once I had properly identified that, I also identified that McDonald's was not where I wanted to work long term. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've certainly had those jobs, like the ones that, that sort of motivate you to take that next step in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what flipping did he... fries will do that for you. I'm sorry? Flipping fries will do that for you. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. What did you not like about that? The one thing that I did not like about my time at McDonald's was the pay. Um, just being young and getting paid, uh, I guess, very close to minimum wage at that time. And um I think that was the overall thing. They were very much willing to work with me as far as scheduling. So I did work like after school and on the weekends. Um, so that was good. But yeah, that bottom line was a little thin at McDonald's when I was, you know, a younger person. Yeah. It, you know, McDonald's is one of those interesting companies where like, if you really wanted to do it, like if you're, if your calling was food service, you could stay there and have a career. And absolutely they promote absolutely. from the bottom up and you know it's sort of like UPS that way you know yeah. they, uh, you can go into the corporate offices from having flipped fries you know as a kid yeah absolutely you know, so I, I always liked that about them but it, it is it was never my ambition to stay in the food world either I am an, I am ambitious when it comes to food but not necessarily as a profession <laughs> <laughs> yeah Tell me, are, what books are, are you reading any books right now? Um, I am reading a book. It's called Small Doses. It's by Amanda Seals. And um, yeah, I like it. It's one of those self-help, motivational, look what I did so you can do it too type books. 
pretty good stuff in there. I don't know if you know Amanda Seal. She uh, was on like MTV and she was like one of the kids in the house that was, you know, one of those activists just dating myself here. So. Oh, was that like uh, the where they all live in the same house? One of those shows? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, one of those type of things. Not thing. Big Brother. I can't remember what that was called. Yeah, it was back in like the early 2000s. I am dating yeah. myself right now. So. <laughs> so tell me, aside from the obvious, which is an end to the pandemic, what are your hopes for 2021? Are you planning anything? My hopes for 2021 right now, uh, personally, I am concentrating on my education. So I am uh, trying to prepare myself to sit for the CAE certification test. That is my goal right now for 2021, personally, on the educational side. And that would also help me uh, on my professional side as well. Uh, outside of that, for 21, Gosh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm in 20 and it's been such a whirlwind. Maybe 21 can be a nice, calm year, normal weather, normal cold, just normal, whatever that is. Yeah, I think we have to redefine normal at some Definitely. point. Definitely. And it will vary from person to person. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What is your superpower strength? What is my superpower strength? Oh, I think it's foresight. Well, give me an example. <laughs> um, okay, I am blessed to be a mom. And I think one of the things that happens is that you become a person with foresight. I'm able to see a situation and kind of jump like 10, 20 steps ahead of it. In mommy land, that's usually to avoid any type of uh, disaster. Uh, in real life, it gives me the ability to truly work in my field of logistics, to be able to see something and kind of think out how it needs to reach where it needs to go and how that's going to happen. Um, for instance, metal seals is something that I work with on a day-to-day basis. And I have a lot of third-party people that buy them and, you know, we got to get the seals. We got to get them from the distributor to the third party so that they can sell it to the, you know, the other people. So uh, foresight, just making sure that all the steps are in line so that we can uh, flow easily through life. So you are IAM's very own Radar O'Reilly. I like that. I like that. I'll (laughs) take that. Why not? All right. So now we're going to come to the part of the interview where it's called Stump the Chump. So I have asked you, uh, Ms. Jamila, to come up with two truths and a lie, and we'll see yes. if you can stump me. So w- what do you have for me? Okay, uh, two truths and a lie. Um, I've eaten camel before. I've worked for IAM for 21 years. I've traveled to the Mayan ruins, the pyramids. Well, that's a tough one. Mm-mm. So I, I know I know a little about your background. Okay. And and I I suspect because of some of the places you've lived, you probably have eaten camel. But don't answer me yet. Okay. I'm just explaining my thinking here. Sounds good. Um, Mayan ruins. I know you've been down to Mexico. So I, and I know that's the type of thing you would visit if you had the opportunity. Uh-huh. I'm going to say it's the IAM thing. I'm going to guess that that number is wrong. Well, drum roll, please. 
You're right, Carl. I've worked for the IM office in January. We'll make 19 years temp. And in May, 19 years as a permanent staff member. All right. So I won this round. Yes, you did. That's, it's all about getting the medals on my chest. Yes, you know? sir. Absolutely. So, so tell me, what, are, you, are you having camel for Thanksgiving next week? <laughs> I'm not even sure if that's legal in this country. Yeah, we'll have huh. to see if it's even sold here. I have no idea. Yeah, it's actually tasty, though. Very lean meat. Good taste. Well, Ms. Jamila, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, it, as a matter of course, I probably should have had uh, Chuck White on as a first staff interview, you know, but we know who runs stuff here. We know it's you. So <laughs> anyway. Thank you, Carl, for acknowledging me. And thank you for having me. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Will do. Mm -hmm. This is the week leading up to American Thanksgiving. If you're not familiar with American Thanksgiving, it's a time when Americans tend to take some time with family and think about the good things that, in their lives, the things we should all be thankful for. And hopefully it's a time to come together. So at this time, I'd like to say that some of the things I am grateful for include my health and having a wonderful family and being able to spend the holiday with people that I love. And also, as an organization, we're very thankful to our members, obviously. You know, we can't do what we do if we don't have your involvement and if we don't have your leadership. So we thank you for that. And I have strong-armed some of the staff into leaving their own holiday message. And so this is all very last minute. So I, I, I was not able to get everyone uh, because most people have better things to do than just answer whatever whim I email them at a moment's notice. So, but here are some of the staff and some of what they have to say. Hello, this is Chuck White, IAM's president. Happy Thanksgiving to all the IAM members. You know, the one thing that I'm most thankful for is my family, my wife in particular, and all our kids. Um, so I just wish everyone a, a fabulous Thanksgiving, regardless of where you live in the world. It's right to give thanks for everything that we are given. So thank you all uh, for your support of IAM. And once again, happy Thanksgiving. This is Nicola Collett, Membership Services Coordinator with IAM. And I'm thankful that my family is staying healthy. And I'm looking forward to enjoying a couple of really delicious new butternut squash recipes that I've discovered this year. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm very much looking forward to spending this Thanksgiving holiday with my family. We'll miss those who live far away this year, but we're glad that everyone has chosen safety and won't have the stress of travel during a pandemic. I'm very thankful for my family, for the blessings we've been given, and that we've been placed where we have the opportunity to share those blessings with others. And thank you, Carl, for bringing us all together virtually on this podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hi, this is Steve, Finance Director at International Association of Movers. I'm looking forward to spending Thanksgiving with my family and friends. And I'm also grateful for my family and friends as well as my health. I wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving and a good New Year. Merry Christmas and good New Year's. Bye. I am thankful that I am had a really successful virtual conference this year. Hi, this is Jamila from IAM. 
on this Thanksgiving and this 2020, what am I most thankful for? I am most thankful that we are celebrating Thanksgiving, that we can come together and have our little turkey and have our family and friends and have a special meal amongst our closest family. What I'm looking for in the future is for COVID to go away but um, for everybody to continue to be healthy and um, have a great uh, upcoming year and a great holiday. This is Brian Lepropolis. Uh In this year, 2020, I'm most especially thankful for my family, uh, my wife, Lena, my son, Craig, um, my daughter, Molly, for keeping me sane throughout this crazy year and all my other family members. Um, both Lena's family and my own family. I also want to just express my gratitude to our members around the world and especially our volunteers who donate their time and energy to help make IAM a better organization for all our members around the world. So in this year, uh, when so much is crazy with with coronavirus, uh, these are the things that I'm most especially thankful for. Thank you. We want to hear from you. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash iamovers slash message. I will also put the link in the show notes so you can click on it right there. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Thank you for listening to the IAM podcast. If there's ever anything you need from IAM, you can contact us at membership at iamovers.org or contact us by going to the contact us page on the IAM website at iamovers.org. Thank you for joining us and we will talk to you next time.